TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. Hey, good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we will be here until 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Alessi will come in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. But uh, we're going to be here till 11. And we need your calls. Feel free to get online. We have four lines wide open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. So, Bob, we have some more news that we wanted to bring up that is uh, pretty important. Sort of. Well, yeah. California's new data privacy law the toughest in the U.S., mm-hmm. okay? A major privacy bill signed into law in California on Tuesday, Thursday yep. is poised to reshape how Silicon Valley does business. When the law goes into effect, companies will face the country's toughest privacy requirements, including stopping the collection and sale of personal data upon request from consumers. Right. The bill flew through the California State House Thursday with the state Senate's and assembly, each voting to pass it unanimously. Mm-hmm. Governor Jerry Brown then signed it within a matter of hours. The rush to pass the bill comes courtesy of an even stricter voter initiative that would have appeared in California, on California's ballots this November if lawmakers hadn't gotten the bill through by 5 p.m. Pacific time Thursday. Interesting. They went and did this really quickly. I wonder why. Unanimously. You, both they, the Senate and the Assembly. And, and you guys didn't really hear about any of the folks like Facebook or Google whining about it, huh? Well, we'll get to well, more in the story. Here we go. Not really. Tech companies like Google and Facebook were prepared to fight against the voter initiative. Of course they were. So far... Funded by one concerned and wealthy California resident up until the election this fall. Thursday was the state's deadline for withdrawing a ballot measure for the November election. Mm -hmm. Privacy advocates cheered the new law. And then they go on to talk about how good it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the thing is, if it wasn't passed, there was going to be a ballot initiative with an even stricter law. Exactly. And this okay. is why they. This is why uh, the cynical folks here in the studio contend that the uh, legislators rushed to get this approved. And you heard not much from Microsoft, Google, or Facebook about it. So keep going here, Bob. So what it didn't uh, cover is uh, it was copied after the uh, uh, the European one. European model GDPR, which is the uh, uh, general data privacy uh, regulation, right. which the EU has. Yep. Okay, so it says. Uh, what's more, the GDPR creates the possibility of enormous fines, potentially exceeding forty million euros, right, for companies found in violation, right, and calls for dedicated authority to enforce the law in each EU member state. Right, the law in, passed in California does neither of those things. Of course. Now, this is probably why those legislators were quick to pass it, and you heard nothing from Facebook or Microsoft about it because. Wait till you hear what the penalty is if you violate this ooh strict law in California. 
Damages paid to consumers top out at $750 per person in each instance where the law is violated. And the highest penalty per violation that can be levied against companies is $7,500. Period. The California Attorney General would be in charge of deciding whether to pursue le- the ch- attorney general gets yeah. to decide whether to pursue action against companies for violating the law. The highest, but the highest fee that they might be risking is seventy five hundred whole dollars. Okay, right. And individual consumers can still sue under the law, even if the attorney general doesn't pursue the case. Why would you do that? That means there could be investigations <laughs> from Attorney General's office as well as proposed class actions <laughs> filed by law lawyers right. against giants. That's fine. Uh, I don't mind that. They should, everyone has a right to sue whenever they want. But the, the point that we would make that I think that this law is doing is simply, again, they rushed to protect Microsoft, Facebook, and Google from the law that the citizen wanted to put forth that would have levied stricter penalties in the same vein as the EU. So thank you, government uh, folks, for helping us save us from these evil companies where they're going to spend 7,500 whole bucks on their worst violation. So this is, again, nothing. Yeah, and when the, it's a slap uh, on the wrist. When elections you, come around in November, they're just going to tell us how much they care about they us. They care about us so much. Right. $7,500 against Google. I mean, they make $7,500 every millisecond. I mean, it's uh, nothing. Um, but it's a start, right? So we'll we'll pat our legislators on the backs and say, "Hey guys, thanks for looking at us, the little guy." You know, when they sell our data to everybody, and then they leak our, their data to everybody. Thank so, you guys for being there and giving them that seventy five hundred dollar penalty. I'm sure you're going to go to lunch with Zuckerberg, but that's I just think not. this bill is uh, what they call a paper tiger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does nothing. It does nothing. In other news, uh, you guys might have seen this. Uh, we'll talk more about Uber. The driver of the autonomous Uber vehicle was watching Hulu during the fatal Arizona crash. Uh, guys, please keep your eyes on the road, please. Autonomous vehicles, really, they don't exist yet. Um, Tesla, the, the any of those things that deal with uh, the autopilot, they shouldn't have called it that. My silly minivan has the same technology as a Tesla um, as far as giving me that uh, super cruise control, which they really call it. you got to keep your hands on the wheel. Um, don't watch Hulu. Don't watch movies. You're just going to end up dead or you're going to kill somebody else. Um, this technology is not quite ready for prime time yet. Someday, maybe. But uh, the, the, guy, the lady was watching Hulu. While the car was moving. Come on, man. Hmm. This technology is not here. So uh, we'll put a link up here for you. You probably heard that story, but uh, we figured we'd bring it up. But the technology is coming on many, many car- cars these days. Anything 2018, um, many, of the, just many of those vehicles have the same ability you've heard in Tesla's autopilot to, st- to keep you in the lane automatically. But it's going to keep warning you every few seconds to keep your, your, your hands on the wheel. And believe it or not, there was a product out there that you could put on the Tesla wheel that would simulate to the car that your hands were on it. And it was banned in some states. But you could put this weight that made the car think your hands were on the wheel so you could let it continue to to drive and not bother you to put your hands on the wheel. You just, I mean, that's like Darwinism at its best. If you're going to buy a tool like that so you can't drive the car in your beautiful $80,000, you know, subsidized vehicle from the rest of us, and you're going to be a, a flying missile down the highway and not be watching, you know, dar- <laughs> survival of the fittest, man. Uh, you're, you're, a, you're a hazard to the rest of us out there. So uh, y- there's some laws you can consider, right? You know, Murphy and uh, 
Blumenthal, there's some things you guys could do. You know, make it illegal to have these things operate on our cars yet until they're perfected. Or make some serious penalties for the manufacturers when people keep getting killed by these things. Um, yes, it's the person. It's a personal responsibility of the person. You can't blame the, the, the device. Uh, but then you, you make a tool that actually fakes out the wheel. I mean, holy moly, talk about bump stocks. That's crazy. So I figured I'd bring that up for you, too. Do you want to bring anything? Oh, we'll go a quick break. We have four lines wide open on this uh, weekend. Feel free to get online. Bob and I are here live on this gorgeous Saturday morning. If you've ever had a need for technology questions, we're here. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. Privacy while using Google? The internet giant says it understands. Google is now offering users a chance to opt out and live in privacy in a remote mountain village. Tech Trends reporter Jeff Tate has more. Thanks, Teresa. They call it the opt out village, and it's just what you'd expect from Google. If you want to keep your information private, all you have to do is move to our 22 acre opt out village and not speak to anyone from the outside world. It's very simple. Just go to the Google front page, click the opt out button, and in minutes, a van will come to your house and pick you up. That same day, a team of Google privacy experts eliminates your home address, guaranteeing it will no longer appear on Google local pages. And after just two days in the back of a van, you're there. In the village, we can guarantee that there's no chance of Google reading your emails because there are no computers. And because they're also monitored and tracked by Google, there are no banks or hospitals. Residents will be expected to know how to grow food, suture wounds, and bury corpses by hand if they plan to opt out. And Google has gone the extra mile to ensure that users who choose to opt out are given complete privacy in their new home. A 30-foot-tall, 10-foot-thick physical data security wall keeps all former Google users from leaving the village until they decide they want to start using Google again. The opt-out village can't even be seen by Google satellites because the entire town is enclosed with a large metal box with no openings. Google says those wishing to opt back into using Google after their time in the village will be allowed to do so if they agree to be branded with a whimsical G on their foreheads to label them doubters. If you don't want to give us complete access to your most private thoughts and feelings, that's fine. Uh, you can just toil in the hinterlands and die young. And Carter says the opt-out village is already getting rave reviews. One of the first village residents sent this letter praising the total privacy inside the village, saying, all alone, no light, hard to breathe. Now that's one man whose data is secure. For the Onion News Network, I'm Jeff Tate. Thanks, Jeff. If you have any questions about the opt-out village, type them in an email to a friend, and Google will get back to you within 24 hours. And in just a minute... All right, so basically that's how Google... This, is, this has been going on, guys, with our data privacy since 2009. That's how far back that Onion piece goes. Um, and just now in California, just now, <laughs> they rushed to get in a privacy law to save us from Google and Facebook in the year 2018. So they pretty much know everything about you already. Uh, so thanks, guys. Thanks for being there. Uh, we all knew about this issue long ago. When it was free, we told you you were the commodity. Nobody listens. Because I'm sure we got a feeling the folks in the legislature might be having some business dealings with these folks in the Silicon Valley. But that's just our speculation. Um, all right, let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to Glenn in West Hartford first. Hey, Glenn, what's up? 
Hey, good morning. Morning. Hey, I've got a um, I've got an iPad uh, yeah. purchased new in uh, early 2014. Nice. And recently there was an upgrade to the um, the OS of and one of the 11 series. Okay. And there was a warning that was there when it, when it was offered, saying if you've got a replace screen, you you might have some trouble. And mm -hmm. I don't. Okay. But after that revision went in, the keypad performance, typing things, it lags like crazy. Hmm. And I'm I'm just trying to figure out if it's uh, this is with saying something happened with. The revision of this OS, yeah, or um, I got too much stuff in there, maybe. Nope, uh, too much stuff shouldn't have anything to do with the performance of the device, like using the keypad. Um, it yeah. would be a problem with the software update. Um, so you're, you're and, and unfortunately, you can't go back unless they've changed that. But I don't think you can. I don't think you can go back to a previous version that worked. Um, so you might be just kind of stuck with this problem until the next update uh, that comes uh. along. But I have heard also of folks who've had their screens changed by non-Apple um, folks, then find that their system no longer works because it detects that it wasn't an Apple device, an Apple product, or an Apple um, a person that worked on it, and they actually kind of brick the device or cause problems with the device, which is against should be against the law. I think it is against the law in many cases. Um, yeah, I did search for the problem, and I saw things like that. Uh, and I'm not in that situation, so I was hoping another patch might come out or something. But it's like things like typing email letter, like a Google email, things like that. It just you know, the screen doesn't keep up with typing, and then all of a sudden you're you're five characters ahead and you're retyping the same stuff. Yeah, it looks like uh, there is an issue with it. We found an article about it. Um, okay. But there is a way to fix it. All right. So uh, how to fix it is the key here. I'm trying to think, trying to read it quickly as to see if there's a way for us to quickly figure out how to fix it. But it does seem to be a problem. Did you find anything, Bob, about how to fix it? Yeah, I uh, put a link there, but I haven't seen the fix part because it looks like a pretty lengthy article. Yeah, it's stuttering. Less, exactly all the things you're talking about on this uh, device. Uh, it doesn't talk. They work so good normally that you get fussy when they they lag a little. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, and that's exactly what the actual uh, article talks about. It. We know it's frustrating, <laughs> uh, but we'll find. Uh, I think within the article, it's going to talk about a fix. Go ahead, Bob. There's a lot of suggestions and screenshots in there, and I'm not that familiar with the iPad, so right. Um, we'll put a link up there for you specifically, Glenn, that you can follow it and see if there's some of those uh, tips that you can try. Uh, and, and and what we'd always recommend is wait to do updates um, for a little bit. Uh, it almost yeah. makes sense these days to kind of just do some Googling of these new versions of the iOSs for these manufacturers to see if there's negative impacts. These companies are not testing like they used to. Your app, your iPod's not that old. It's only a couple years old. So it, right. it should be able to handle any update. You'd think Apple would do a better job of making sure it's not going to cause these issues. I suspect they'll put a fix out for it. Um, but generally, we recommend waiting a little bit before okay. you do the latest where, where, update. Where I find something on the tab site if you yep. have a link? It'll be there. Okay. Yeah, computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com. And uh, so believe it or not, that works as well. And uh, this will be up there for you, Glenn. Hey, thanks very much. Great our, show, by the way. Our pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, Apple's had some issues lately with their uh, updates not going as smoothly as you'd hoped. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Four lines wide open. I know it's a gorgeous Saturday on a holiday weekend, and half of you guys are somewhere other than here thinking about your computers. Um, so 
Bob and I might actually have to talk about our kids soon, but we've got some more news. What do you got here, Bob? Anything you want to bring up? Yeah, uh, well, this is uh, really isn't all that technical, but if you're driving in the U.K. Yeah. on cold medicine, you could get locked up. <laughs> what? That isn't technical at all. No. <laughs> but the U.K. is against cold medicine drive. Well, I think that's a good law. Yeah, well... <laughs> Sounds crazy, right? Yeah. But that's a no, thing. No, it doesn't sound crazy. That British drivers have to worry about now is that pollen in the air, Yeah, according to the British tabloid The Sun, millions of British driving could be risking one-year ban and a gigantic fine due to British driving laws if they take cold medicine. To deal with the pollen in the air. To deal with their allergies. Oh, my gosh. And that's probably connected to global warming, you know, the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Why did that come in the tech? Don't that use te- that Benadryl if you got allergies. I'm just trying to think. Is that a technology article you're reading, or is that like road and track? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Cena uh, uh, articles yeah. that, uh, that uh, link with to the, the road show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and some of them are actually technical. Yeah, so I'm a, yeah, I do both. I hate to say it, but it's true. I was at Gearhead before I was a tech gotcha. a geek. We won't hold that against you. I wish I was a gearhead. Heck, my son's got a. We got the phone lines ringing here, Matt. He's watching soccer back there. He's not listening to the show. Uh, we, my son's got a check engine light on, and uh, just after he went to a mechanic to take care of brakes, they said they did a whole check, right, and checked everything out. Literally, as he's pulling out, his check engine light goes on. He needed two quarts of oil. We won't go there as far as the mechanic. We're not going back to these people. But the check engine light is another thing about gearheads, right? You should be able to know what the problem is without having to go to get a special device to plug it into your car. The car should say to you, hey, buddy, here's the, here's the error. It could display it right on a screen or right there on a anywhere on the car, but it doesn't. you got to go plug it into, you know, go to the folks at AutoZone, which are great, and they'll plug in a device and tell you what the error is. Um, but why, why are these cars keeping that hidden from us? You know, just tell us what the problem is. Is it a, is it a big issue like no oil in the engine, which is a pretty big issue, or is it something, <laughs> as, or is it something as simple as in this case, it was an oxygen sensor? They think, mm. and that can go on for you can let that go for years. I mean, you may not get the best gas mileage, but you, you'll fail your emissions test. Thankfully, he just passed it. But uh, this this technology should be really easy to use. You know, so. We're going to be here until uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Sam and New Britain, hang on. I've got more calls coming in. Uh, we'll do our best to get to all of them before the top of the hour. Then at 11 o'clock, Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that. Of course, you can go out to computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works for those of you guys in Rio Linda, as Rush would say. <laughs> Because that was Bob's idea. And why don't we just have a, a website called thenameoftheshow.com? We got it. So it's out there for you. Check it out. And uh, all the links we talked about will be there for you um, so that you can review what we're talking about and, and check out the articles. We'll be right back.
we are back. Just a reminder for, you know, the 4th of July and our independence and the men and women who continue to defend us. So think about it on the, the 4th of July, you know. Independence Day is an amazing thing. We're lucky to be where we are and live where we are. And and uh, the men and women that continue to defend it and uh, give up the ultimate sacrifice for us. Uh, just something to think about. That, that tune always chokes me up. And uh, it's really well done if you want to see uh, an amazing performance. Uh, the 2018 Memorial Day performance that was uh, put on on uh, PBS. You can check it out on uh, YouTube. And uh, um, that's just one of my favorite moments in that. Let's go on to your uh, calls. We're going to go right back to uh, Sam in New Britain. What's going on, Sam? Uh, yes, hello. Um, uh, uh, good morning. Um, morning. I, I wanted to ask you about a product that you talked about months ago. Okay. Um, and this product is an item that would make your home computer like the cloud, so you can access any information that you have on it from anywhere, uh, from mm-hmm. a cell phone or from somebody else's uh, computer. Okay. Uh, do you remember what that product was? The thing I might, we might have talked about would be the um, Western Digital MyCloud NAS. Um, that's basically a storage device that you can use as a backup. That It would also then allow you, if you put that that data on that NAS, you could access it remotely through the cloud. Yes. Um, I don't know of a software that does that, um, that that rings a bell for me. How about you, Bob? Do you recall anything we talked no, about? I remember that it's there, but, you know, um, I don't remember. It's been quite a while since I worked with that. But Yeah, but we didn't talk about any other software besides the NAS that we recommend, the Western Digital MyCloud? No, I don't think so. No. So I think I that's what it was, Sam. There are, uh, it was Western Digital... It's called the Western Digital MyCloud. So basically what you're doing is you're making a repository of data that you could access remotely um, to be your own little private cloud. So you could watch your movies that way. You could download music from your own little NAS there. So, But it's also a good backup target. And if you get your brother or your, uh, to buy a second one, you could actually sync them and have your own off-site backup between the two of you. But I still can't get that through committee for myself. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for that. And right. my next question is, um, uh, uh, when you download, you know, when, when you first boot up your computer and you come to your desktop and, yeah. and there's an uh, Adobe Acrobat Reader um, uh, update, um, is it safe to download that? Generally it is, yes. The reader is still being updated and there's plenty of flaws with Adobe. So generally um, it's safe to do that. If, you, if you're not sure, you could always go ahead and surf to Adobe directly and do the updates that way. But generally, that's safe to do, especially if you've got some of the tools in place that we've recommended. Like, you know, you've, you've got the OpenDNS running, you've got, you know, Defender running. If you, don't, if you don't have any protections in place, then you should always be worried. Okay, because I did, I did download it, and um, I keep getting this window that pops up. It's called um, um, uh, MacV uh, Safe Connect. And mm-hmm. I went into my program file, and I removed the, the McAfee... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 subtitle, and yeah. I still keep getting the window up, uh, uh, and I can't remove it. It's kind of annoying every single time I, I, you know, I boot up my, compu- my, my computer. I, uh, you know, I, you know, I keep seeing this window pop up. Yeah. So, is there any way I can remove it? Yeah, you should be able to go to add remove programs. The problem with McAfee and Adobe is they're in together, so you'll see a lot of these things are going to pre-check off and link that tool, that software, with the update. So you might have not unchecked it. They opt you in. Um, by default. So if you go to Add Remove Programs, you should be able to find the McAfee program there and uninstall it. You you elected to install it during an update. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and I don't and I don't see anything. Uh, you know, uh, just the only thing I have that's related to that is the the is the Acrobat Reader. 
Well, um, Acrobat is Adobe. McAfee is a whole different company name. What do you think, Bob, as far as where he would okay. – you know, if you're in there in the ad remove programs? It should be under ad remove programs. If it's not in ad remove programs, you might go under uh, – depending on your menu situation. But if you hit under the programs, you should be able to go down and find it on your menu, in your start, in your start menu. Okay, very good. Um, I, I will I will investigate that, and if I ha- if I don't have any luck, I'll give you guys a call back next week. We'll be here. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much, and have a great Fourth of July. Yeah, you too, Sam. Thank All you right. very much. Yeah, bye bye. Yeah, generally with an ad remove program, you should be able to uninstall it. You can also get a McAfee uninstaller where you download that tool separately and uh, and uninstall the program. We're gonna be here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online. Three lines open for you. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Mark in Windsor next. Hey, Mark. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hello. Yeah, how's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, not good. Uh, you know how you turn the, uh, you know, you you get on the, on the internet and on the bottom of your computer, they got an HP. It says uh, E for you know E for uh, Internet Explorer. Yeah, and then yeah. it has the um, Firefox and it has the uh, Google. Yep. Okay, so I used the Firefox one time. Yeah. And I got on Facebook. Okay. And now A to Z manuals keeps coming up, which is, I must have got that from Facebook, and I can't get that out of there. I want Mozilla Firefox, because I used to come up a lot faster. Instead of that, Facebook is coming up. Yeah, so you've changed... How do I get rid of that to go back to where it was? You've changed your default uh, browser. You, not your browser. You've changed your home screen to A to Z your manuals homepage. or Facebook. I can barely hear you. How do you... Hmm. I'm pretty loud here. How do I go... And how would I go about doing that? Okay, so within Facebook, I mean, within <laughs> within Firefox, uh, you want to change your uh, your home screen. I can't get back on there. It's it's uh, either in, Google or e, in, e for Internet or the circle. I'm saying this. Yeah, the circle with the fox the around circle it. For uh, for go, for Google, and yeah. then the one for the globe, which used to be Firefox, yeah. coming up. The stupid uh, ADZ manuals for that I got on from. Yeah, uh, yeah. So bring that up. So in the right-hand corner... Bring the ADZ manuals, which used to be the Firefox, which is now Facebook. <laughs> in the right-hand corner of your browser, you're going to see three little dashes on, on the Firefox browser. You see three little dashes, you're going to open that menu. Okay, now where is that? Is that the one with the lines, and then the last line is on an angle, then it's like a book? Yep, you're getting there. All the way to the right, further all the way over, th- three little dashes. That's okay, the menu. Okay, I see that, yep. All right. So you're going to go in there, and you're going to change um, your... Oh, I see. I'm in there now. Yeah. You're going to change... I knew you'd do it. I'm, I, I was rooting for you. You're going to choose... <laughs> so silly. You're going to choose your... This. That's okay. It, trust me. Uh, if I had to put brakes on a car, I'd have the same problem. Um, you're going to change your, your start page. And so where is that? In, uh, I'm trying to find this for you. Did you find it yet, Bob? Yeah. it's. Uh, you click on that, and you go down to options. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay, I see options. And then, you know, you okay, so click on that. Yeah. And then if you go down, you'll see there's a home page. It'll be like the second section. General down. search privacy and security Firefox account. Go to Firefox account? Nope, well, no, nope, un- nope, nope. under general. Under general, which the you first already one are in. is startup. And the second one says Okay, go Okay, I see the second one where Firefox starts. Yes. And it says go to your home page or show your home page. And then under that it yep. says home page. What's your home page? A to Z manuals. No, it does. It says how it just has a circle around. Then it says an 
it keeps reading in the same list below the show your homepage. It says show a blank page, show your windows and tabs. Right, and then the next one underneath it and says... And extension auto manuals, yeah. Underneath that, it should say homepage. And right, it's controlling your new tab page. There so you go. I'll disable extension, right? You want to take out the A to Z manual that's probably listed in there. Do you see that in there? Yeah. Right. How would I take that out? Highlight it and blank it out if you want. Or uh, highlight it, blank it out, and put in Google.com or some other homepage that you'd prefer to start in. All Firefox is doing is uh, showing you the homepage because A to Z manuals hijacked you a little bit and said, "I'm gonna. Ma- would you like to make us your homepage there, Mark? And somehow you said yes. Or they did it surreptitiously, which would be even slimier. Okay, so I, I'm seeing it twice. I'm seeing it homepage, and I'm seeing where Firefox starts an extension, yeah. and below that it says homepage. Yeah, you want it within the homepage. You want to set a new one. Put whatever homepage you prefer to start or on, Mark. disable extension. I don't want to disable no. the extension. It has nothing to do with it. I just put in, usually I put in www.google.com and start there, but right. that's me. Right, me too. Use bookmatch, restore the default, use current pages. You want to type right where it said A to Z. Didn't you say you saw, you saw that, Mark? Okay, yeah, okay. Click that. Click that, clear it out, and put in www.google.com, and then save it. Okay, I double-clicked it. Now I need to drag it across to a what? Don't original. drag it anywhere. Just type in www.google.com, and that'll replace it. Okay, www.google.com. I can't put. Why don't I put Firefox? Well, I well, fi- you, I do, mean, um, put wherever you uh, want. Mozilla. Well, you are Mozilla is the thing you're using. Correct. So, so you want to go to Firefox's homepage? So where on the internet do you want to start? Do you yeah. want well, to start I had, with a I search? Had them all, when they come up, it was it was internet for, and then it was uh, Mozilla, and then it was Google. So the Mozilla Firefox was working good. You are working Mozilla. better than Chrome. You're on. You're in Firefox right now, Mark. Okay. Um, so what you're going to do is, is you're just changing your start page, and you're going to trust us on this. Put in Google.com. www.google.com. Hold on, stay on with me. I'm, I'm doing it right now. All right. I get it now. All right, good. I believe you. Okay, so I got I typed it in and then press enter. Press enter. And then um, I think it'll save automatically. Won't yeah, it? and then just uh, open then you, a new tab. Yeah, you can open a new tab or you can close. Uh, Firefox and click on it again. We got to go to another call though, Mark. So but I think it's not that... working. I pressing enter. It's not working. What do you mean? Do you, do you not see Google in there? I I I see it. I see that I typed it in. But Good. It's not. Well, don't close, do anything. Close your browser and, open and it reopen up it up. Hit the X up in the upper, upper right, right hand corner. corner. It's okay. Which one in the upper right hand corner? The, the red X. the red X in the upper right hand corner. That closes everything. Yes, yes it will. Go okay, ahead and do so that. Do that. Hit, hit that and close yep. it. Yep. And then bring it back up again, and you should start out now with Google. It says confirm close, so close. Yes, sir. Okay, close tabs. Okay, now I'm back. Okay, let me see if it kicks on. Yeah, go for it. Drum okay, roll, it kicks please. on to the home page, you know, where it has the Internet, Google, and Firefox. Good. I want Firefox back. I don't understand that question because you have Firefox. That's what you're running. Right, but when it was coming up, what was coming up was not the old Firefox with all the different um, the different um, maybe I'm missing missing the different uh, maybe we're misunderstanding. Yeah, it was coming up just A to Z to manuals. But that's not coming up anymore, right, Mark? It's back up. Hmm. A to Z manuals is back up. Oh, you're that kidding. Means, uh, he's got a browser hijack. Yeah, you got to clear your cache, which is going to be more complicated. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Well, it's going to be hard. Put that on your. Yeah, we can tell you how to clear your browser cache in Facebook. Okay, uh, no, in give Firefox. me your website again. www. It's the name of the show dot com. For you, we're going to tell you to go www dot the name of the show dot com. No, no, it's. Computer. It works. It works. <laughs> no, it's computer talk with tab. Come on. There, you got it, Mark. Either one. All right, it'll okay, be there for you. you. All right, Mark. Thanks. We got to go. Hopefully, we helped him. I don't know. He's uh. He's working on it. He's getting his chops up as a user. Let's go on to uh, Bob in Manchester. Hey, Bob. Hey, uh, how you doing? <laughs> doing fine. How are you? Good, good. Hey, every once in a while I get a blue screen, and it says your PC has encountered a problem and has to restart. That's called the blue screen of death. Or it's ha- It happens, uh, like today, it happened twice. All right. What's the error number? didn't write that down. Okay. So your machine's working okay right now? Yeah. When it happens again, you're going to see a crazy error code, you know, 0x00xxxxx00, whatever it might be. Uh, write that error down, and yeah. then you're going to go ahead and put that in a, in a search bar if you want to figure out what it could be. It could be very generic, meaning, that, meaning the computer knows there's a problem but doesn't know what the problem is, or it could be very specific, and it'll tell you exactly what to do. Now it happens at home too on uh, it, uh, the same the same screen uh, on a different computer. Yeah, yeah, and, no. and my brother's got the same computer as I do here. Yeah, he's up in New Hampshire. Yeah, and he gets the same error. Wow! So it's yeah. more than likely a driver update that operates a piece of hardware. It could be your video. It could mm-hmm. be sound. It could be a number of things. Right. So right. have you yeah. updated the computers lately, Bob? Uh, yeah, yeah hmm. I do all the uh, all the updates. So a blue screen of death is a common problem with Microsoft. And obviously in your case, it's very common <laughs> within your family. <laughs> I would bet you, though, if you tell your brother and you look at the errors, the errors are going to be different. So write them down. If they're all the same, that would be weird. Huh. Um, but I bet you they're all different. And if you write the errors down and then Google the error, you might get a clue as to what's happening. Maybe it's a driver update. Maybe it's some sort of problem with your operating system. Uh, maybe it's a software program that's doing something that the computer doesn't like. Uh, but that's called a blue screen of death. And you're on Windows 7 or you're on something older? Uh, no, it's Windows 10. Windows now, 10. Hmm. The only thing that's common is all the computers that are doing that were converted from either Windows 7 or Windows 8. Okay. That's not really the commonality, though. That's nothing there. But but then my laptop, uh, I never have. it never happens. Yep, that's good. But I got a feeling, again, any of those three errors you're getting does have a specific cause, and it's just you got to figure out what the error means and then diagnose it. Without more information, we can't help you at all other than telling you what it is, which is a blue screen of death. Okay. Which, which, I'll, uh, I'll write that number down next time I see it. No. Yeah. And tell your brother to do the same thing. All right. All right? All right. Thanks. You got it, Bob. So, bye-bye. Typically, yeah, need- you can Google it, and it'll kind of point you in the direction. Now, what I would offer advice is, when something like that happens, mm-hmm. don't wait and wait and wait. <laughs> right, this is going to get worse. Do the uh, system restore right away to roll back whatever drivers that may have been updated. That caused the error. That caused the error. Yeah, good advice. The longer you wait. The, the worse the ability you're going to go back because it's going to keep incorporating the error into the ability to recover, right. and you're never going to get out of it. So let's go on to Bill in Windsor. Hey, Bill, what's up? Morning. 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 How are you today? Doing fine. Good. 
I'm wondering if you can recommend a plain, simple software to do checking accounts. I used to use a Twicken, but now they've reached a point where they've gotten more sophisticated as all the others I'm seeing on the market. Mm-hmm. I don't want something that generates uh, income statements. I don't want to generate other cost accounting reports. Mm. I don't want that much organization in my life. I just want something that's basically served the function as you would do manually on a checking account. Hmm. And everything I'm finding wants cloud storage. They want you to have a yearly subscription to it. I just want to purchase something simple that I can just use for doing a checking account. You write a lot of checks then, huh? No, not a lot, but I don't want to. um, I don't want all those other features. Right. It's way more than I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, So I don't have any advice for you on that whatsoever. We just simply balance our checkbook the old-fashioned way and happy to do it. Write the checks. It works. It works great. Uh, uh, There might be others out there that do, and maybe you could post this this question in our Facebook page, and you might find other users out there that have have some advice for you. Or check with an accountant to see what they might recommend, Um, because obviously things like QuickBooks are probably even more than you need as well. Um, yeah, I don't do Facebook. I also don't want a presence. I want as small of an online presence possible. I got gotcha. you. Um, so I would say that I don't. I don't have any advice for you there. Um, as, as far as a tool that does what you're asking, I would just simply write the checks and we manually balance our checkbooks and are happy. <laughs> Simple <laughs> okay, as that. <laughs> I know it sounds silly for a geek to say that, but that's how we've always done it. Some things work better the old way. It does. It just simply works. So if anybody else has any information or they want to email us to get help, oh, Bob might have found something. Simply checking. We don't. We have no. We haven't vetted it. Um, okay. But he's something called simply checking. But I agree with you. Anything you got to put out there on the cloud and pay for monthly to balance your checkbook does seem kind of silly, doesn't it? It does to me. <laughs> it's kind of like that uh, garage door opener that allows you to open your garage door from an app as long as you pay them five bucks a month. I'll get out of the car. Sure. <laughs> The old button on the dashboard seems to work fine. It works great, right? Why do I need to push it through my phone? Sometimes I even remember to push the right button and open the right door. Exactly, exactly. So I wish I gave you more advice, Bill, but I can't. Sorry. Okay. Well, thanks very much. Have a great day. Thanks for calling. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to go on to Ken in South Windsor as the last caller. Nice of you to call in. Ken, we've only got a few minutes. What's up? Hi. I've got uh, an old Toshiba laptop that does everything I needed to do. I've got a message from... Uh, Firefox last week saying that it no longer supports Vista operating system. Need a new operating system. Oh boy! So you're running Vista still. So if you update Firefox, it may cause issues for you. It may not work anymore. Um, right. And I understand that Chrome and Google don't support it either. Yeah, it doesn't feel like they're colluding to get you to get a new computer. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's a third-party browser out there. Maybe Opera might still support Vista, um, a different browser. Uh, you don't have a lot of choices, though. Vista is a very, very dead operating system. It should have been dead before it came out, but that's a whole other issue. Um, can, can I change operating systems, or do I have to get a new computer? How old is the computer now? Probably 15 Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say 10, 15, 10 years old. It's not worth doing anything to upgrade it, Kevin. You should you should pronounce it dead. It served you well. Um, help the NASDAQ buy another computer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but these, it's kind of like planned obsolescence. It's not as bad as what Apple does to people, but a decade is a long time. Yeah, I don't use it much. Just email and buy some tickets online and uh, things like that. 
Yeah, but see, when you're buying things online with a Vista machine, you're much yeah. more susceptible to because you're you're not running anything that's been updated for a long time. So there's a lot of vulnerabilities in that product. You're more more open to having your data compromised than you've ever been with that old stuff. Okay. Get some back and All right, man. Sorry. Bye. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, 15, 10-year-old machine, it's time to upgrade. If you're running the old operating systems, you got to update them. They're more and more vulnerable out there. So be careful. Update your operating systems, open DNS, good antivirus, and uh, those are the best starts. Go ahead, Bob. Model Ts are fun to look at, but you don't see many on the road. Exactly. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. Dr. Alessi will be in next with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Everything we talked about has been posted over at the old-fashioned website at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com. And, yes, that works, too. Go over to Facebook if you like us on Facebook, and Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy. It'll go into your news feed if you like us. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at TabComputerSys. See you next week. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.